Hello, beautiful soul. You are listening to Shine with Steffi B. Self care with soul, the empowering and holistic health and well being podcast, with me, your host and coach, Steffi B. This podcast takes a mind, body, soul, integrative approach to help you reconnect to your inner fire, reclaim your power and manifest a life you deserve and desire by healing the past, feeling your emotions and reclaiming your identity through building self-love, confidence, worth and acceptance. I am a holistic well-being and empowerment coach and I am on a mission to help people find their purpose and live an aligned life in flow which lights them up and energizes them. If you are someone who feels burnt out, stressed, unfulfilled, overwhelmed, then you are listening to the right podcast. Are you ready to make your well-being a priority? Are you ready to take the journey inwards? Are you ready to let your authentic light shine? Then here we go. Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to my very first podcast. I am so excited to be recording this right now, and I am so grateful that you are listening. My ambitions for this podcast are for it to be as raw, honest and vulnerable as possible whilst also integrating a little bit of hope, love, magic and shine to uplift your day and give you tools and tips to improve your well-being. So with that being said, I thought the best way to start the podcast would be to talk to you about how Steffi B Wellbeing started and um, my journey to becoming an entrepreneur and where that started. So I'm going to do that by touching on several different elements of my life, which I could get my teeth into each section um, and really dive in. But I'm going to try and keep it brief today to give you an overview and then use other episodes to really get my teeth into um, some of the themes and the topics. So to begin with, I've always been um, an empath, a caring person from a young age due to the way I was um, brought up. Um, And at university, I went on to study creative expressive therapies, which is using dance, music, art, drama, play, poetry, all the creative things therapeutically to empower and enable other people to use it as a tool for processing, for therapeutic change. And this was such a wonderful experience and I I learned a lot of things on the degree. Um, But unfortunately, whilst I was studying, I was in a challenging relationship, shall we say, um, which was quite toxic. So um, within that relationship, I was um, emotionally abused and manipulated um, and also sexually abused as well. And... I thought that was all that I was worth. I thought that's all that I deserved. And because of my upbringing and my relationship with a parental figure, I thought that's what love looked like. It 
had to be me proving myself in order to balance the other person's emotions um, and pleasing them. And if I pleased them, then I would get a sort of a positive reward, I guess, rather than a negative one. And that's what I thought love was. And so many of us, unfortunately, experience this. Um, and it got to the point where I realized that he was a compulsive liar um, and that he had been cheating on me, that I decided to finally end the relationship and I plucked up the courage to do so. However, I used to be known as Sunshine Smiley Steph um, with all the sunshine and sparkle and I was happy all the time. And this is how I thought I had to deal with this situation was to pick myself up, dust myself off and continue. So I projected this really happy soul to the world, whereas inside I was really deeply unhappy. I didn't realize that at the time, but actually just going about, about my day and getting up and putting on a smile, that was my way of coping, of pushing down all the challenging emotions and just smiling through was my way of coping. And I think positivity is such a beautiful and magical thing, but toxic positivity can be really, really damaging to our well-being. So it was some time that I'd actually pushed this experience down and tried to, to forget about it. Um, and I actually started another relationship. I finished my degree. And I started a new job as a creative um, well-being specialist, which I absolutely loved. But it was for a very small company um, and it meant that I had to spread myself very thinly. Um, but I really enjoyed the challenge. And so it was within this job that I started to display the signs of um, PTSD, I guess. Um, and again, it was this sunshine sparkle stuff, but I was pushing myself to the limits. So I was working a lot, um, not setting my boundaries, not, set, not standing my ground, not practicing self-care. I was also going to the gym a lot and I was also restricting my diet thinking that it was I was being healthy and I was portraying that I was just this really kind of successful healthy individual which really wasn't the case and you can probably see where this is going so I actually developed an eating disorder um, and was extremely underweight and I couldn't I couldn't see this at all I couldn't see um, that I was unwell. Um, to me, I just thought I was healthy and I was putting healthy foods into my body. Um, it's also kind of known as orthorexia, um, but it really, really wasn't the case. And my body was completely depleted and neglected. And it wasn't until my parents came to visit me where I was living and we went out for a meal together and um, I went to the bathroom and never returned. And it turned out that I had completely passed out in, in the bathroom because my body couldn't cope with the amount of food that I had eaten because it was so used to not eating. Um, so my mum took me to hospital. 
um, which was totally against what I wanted. I'm a very stubborn individual. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, she cared for me and I ended up going back to my family home where I stayed longer than I was expecting. And I took some time to heal and I'll go through that process in another podcast because the whole process of getting support for an eating disorder was a very, very long one. And um, I'm very passionate about making sure that mental health is recognized within the care system. But again, we'll delve into that on another day. So I finally got some support for my eating disorder. I also had sort of extreme anxiety at this point. I was struggling to leave the house. I would have a panic attack every time I had to make a decision. I felt really overwhelmed. I felt like I didn't belong anywhere. Um, I was still renting this little place um, where I was meant to be, to be working whilst I was at my family home. I couldn't decide what to do with it. And can I just say where I was living was not a nice place. It was in a shared house on the ground floor in a really dodgy area and it was this really horrible room. But again, that's all I thought I was worth. And again, the amount of money I was spending on myself for food was the tiniest, tiniest amount because that's all I thought I was worth at the time. And this is all due to childhood conditioning um, and all due to experiences which reaffirmed my belief that I wasn't enough, that I wasn't worthy and which I wasn't deserving, which obviously I have completely transformed that mindset now. And now I help others do the same. Um... But yeah, I was extremely fatigued, anxious, very unwell. And I finally managed to get some support from a dance and movement psychotherapist, which literally turned my life around. And I will forever be grateful to my therapist at that point, because there was a time where I was really, really struggling. And she helped me to see the light through using my body as a tool to explore that. Um, and it was just the most magical process. So I took some time to really connect to myself and heal and process. And I did that through the dance and movement psychotherapy, through yoga, through journaling, through breath work, through massage. So all these self-care tools. Um, I still get counselling today and I'm not ashamed to say that. It's, it's a good safety net for me um, and it helps me to be there for my clients knowing that I am safe and well. Um, so after I took some time to heal, unfortunately I got diagnosed with myalgic encephalitis, also known as ME or chronic fatigue syndrome. So I found it really hard to recover and I think because my body was so depleted from being underweight, it kind of triggered the myalgic encephalitis. Um, so that's something that I still manage on a day-to-day -day basis and it can cause brain fog, fatigue, pain, uh, migraines, weakness, um, problems with my memory, problems with my speech at times. Um, so that's, yeah, something that I still manage on a day-to-day -day basis. But other than that, I decided to move back 
to um, the city I was brought up in and I got a new job working in mental health. Now that I was more resilient, I felt I wanted to support others more. Um, and I worked for a mental health charity and then I worked in um, the NHS as a mental health worker um, in GP practices for a few years. And I really, really loved this work that I was doing. I was seeing people transform and get better. But I always knew that there was more. There was more that I could do that I wasn't able to do within the NHS because I knew my limitations. I knew there was only so much that I could offer whilst it being supported by the NHS um, and it being quite structured in what I could provide. Um, and in my workload started to increase. I was part of this project where I was the only mental health key worker. It was an amazing project and we worked, we worked with hundreds and hundreds of people and we helped hundreds of people and it was amazing. However, my body was telling me no. And again, I ignored this. I pushed through this because I wanted to be of service. I wanted to help others. Um, and let me know if you've experienced this. If you're listening, I'm sure you have. But I was ignoring my body. I was in pain. I was fatigued. I was struggling to do anything outside of my work hours. I would just get up, go to work, do my job get to the end of the day, I'd have to go home and just lie down. I was struggling to kind of make myself food or anything like that or do anything enjoyable because I just felt so exhausted. And I almost felt kind of numb um, because I'd kind of been of so much service to so many people who were struggling. You almost kind of get numb to hearing these challenging things, but it meant that I was numbing my own emotions as well and struggling to enjoy my own life and I caught myself and I said I you know I told myself I wouldn't get here again but I kept pushing through pushing through and um, not listening to my body because I'm very stubborn and I hit burnout for the second time this time I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia I couldn't get out of bed I couldn't make myself a cup of tea um, I took several months off to heal and I was experiencing so much pain, especially sort of like down my spine, in my joints, in my muscles, in the base of my feet and my hands. I was getting migraines. I was just so weak. I couldn't stand. And I was trying to get better. I was trying to rest when I took the time off. But I knew something had to change because this was not the first time this has happened. Even though I was eating well, I was nourishing my body, I kind of reaffirmed that love to myself and to my body and was continuing to care for myself. But I knew something had to change. And I saw this second burnout as the universe saying to me, honey, something's not right here something's got to change you're not on the right path 
And I was having a think about what can I do to be of service to others because that is what I've always loved doing, it's what I enjoy doing and it's what I know that I'm good at. That also helps me manage my health without hitting burnout. And that's when I formed Steffi B Wellbeing. So it was several years later, but I'm finally here and I'm loving the work that I do. I love being a life coach. I love being of service to others and I'm creating my dream life. So if this resonates with you, if you are struggling with low self-worth, low self-esteem, low self-confidence, if you're putting yourself before others, No, other way around. If you're putting others before yourself, if you're self-sabotaging, if you're feeling exhausted, if you're a perfectionist, if you're trying to prove yourself, if you feel like you're not on the aligned path, I hear you. I understand you. I have been there and I'm here to help. So if you are ready to feel empowered I invite you to click the link in my bio and get the free five-step guide to self-worth on my website. So that is my offering to you. We also have a beautiful Facebook community, which I would love for you to join called Self-Care Soul Society. But that is how Steffi B Wellbeing formed and it's something that I am so passionate about. Because I see so many people living a life that's not aligned to their values, is not aligned with the worth that that they deserve, the things that they deserve. And if you are listening to this, and when I say you are enough, if that resonates with you for one reason or another, if for any reason you don't feel worthy, deserving, or good enough, then you're listening to the right podcast. And I'm excited to go on this journey with you and I will be giving you all those hints and tips to build self-worth, confidence, love, and acceptance through this process. I hope you've enjoyed my very first podcast and I look forward to speaking with you soon. If you have enjoyed this podcast, then click the subscribe button so that you can be hooked in for more. If you're interested in my Feel, Heal, Rise and Thrive program, you're curious to find out more and how you can reclaim your power, your identity and manifest a life you deserve and desire, then please book in for a discovery call. I would love to hear from you and find out your story. If you click on the link to my website, you will get a free five-step guide to self-worth. Sending you so much love, light, and healing, Steffi B.